0: Vegas Video Network Studios just steps
1: from the Las Vegas Strip. It's top of the food chain. And now your host, he's one part Mohawk, two parts Attitude, and a touch of what the f***. It's
0: Al Mancini.
2: Thank you, America. Thank you. Welcome to Top of the Food Chain. I am your host, Al Mancini, the radical that has been occupying the finest restaurants, favorite restaurants of the top 1% since these Johnny-come-latelys on Wall Street were in grade school, really. So um, that's right. I am the OG of the Occupy movement. Welcome, my new brothers and sisters. I hope your revolution is as tasty as mine has been. You are here at Top of the Food Chain on the Vegas Video Network. Welcome. We are live, which means we've got a chat room going on. If you're fortunate enough to be sitting here live and you ever wanted to know what lutefisk was or anything about Norwegian food, now is the time to register and get in that chat room. If you have a question for a future show, you can email it to us. And that is food at VegasVideoNetwork.com. And um, if you're listening to us on KSHP, which is where you can hear all of the Vegas Video Network programming every Friday night, uh, most of the Vegas video programming every Friday night. Anyway, you can dial in a question for a future show at 866-966-4599. Again, you're at the Vegas Video Network. All of our programming, including this humble show and many other not-so-humble shows, are all available at VegasVideoNetwork.com. You can get them on iTunes, you can watch them on YouTube. If you've got a Roku, we've got a whole channel going on over there. And as I said, KSHP AM 1400 streams the vast majority of our programming every Friday night, and you can just tune in, drive around in your car with your AM radio, and and check it out. You only need one ear, because it's AM, it's mono. So, it should be fun. Anyway, we've got a lot of, fun stuff today. We were talking about Norwegian cuisine, particularly lutefisk, which is one of those very mysterious, spooky dishes that you may have heard of, maybe you haven't heard of it, um, but even if you have, very few of you have probably tried it. One of the few things I haven't tried, but we'll get into that. Before we get started on that, as always, we turn to the man who pays for all of this, Mr. Scott Whitney. Aloha, Scott. Uh, konnichiwa, my brother. How are you doing? Uh, another day in paradise,
3: uh, uh, Jacob and I just got done doing some ballroom dancing, so we're in a good mood. Really? With each other? <laughs> yes, yes, we are. We are, we, love is in the air, every bit I look around. We I just, need to get out of this dark room. I just I really want to know, know We do.
2: <laughs> who leads.
3: Uh, Are you kidding? Look at him.
2: He does does whatever he damn well pleases. I'm I'm not going to try to lead that. Are you kidding me? Oh, man. So everything going good with all the shows, man?
3: Going good. We just uh, started the Living in Las Vegas from the uh, Vegas Video Network Studios here. Just did that Tuesday for the first time. Live audience, new sets, pretty exciting stuff. So life is good. Can't complain. Yeah, I'm going to have to come down for that, man. We would love to have you in the audience. We might even put you on the show. Maybe. We could. I've been in front of this camera before. I know you have. You would be comfortable there.
2: Oh, man. So I'm having a slightly rough, crazy week, man. Um, I, I understand now all the technical things you must go through, because my website kind of has been down under the weather for the past week, and we've been trying to get it back up and running. What happened? I don't know if it got hacked or, but we got infected with a bunch of malware. I mean, fortunately, we got the alert from Google almost right away, so I don't. hopefully nobody else got infected. We took it down. Um, cleaned it up, and then there's just a lot of, once you're trying to get it back up and running after that, it can be a pain, you know? It, it, it most certainly can. I have dealt with, well, I haven't, we haven't had an infected website, but
3: trying to rebuild a website can be a challenge for sure.
2: Yeah, so it's been rough. I've been to a lot of cool events. I mean, a great new Eastern European market that I wanted to post some pictures of, um, just a lot of, you know, great um, dinner at Viner Grill the other day. All those photos are going to be going up, people. Um, hopefully, I didn't infect you. That's what you get <laughs> when you're a dirty boy like me. You get the bad diseases. Um, I thought I had <laughs> taken the appropriate prophylactic measures, but I don't know. Um, but anyway, a lot of cool stuff will be going up within the next few days. So um, we, are, we are clean. If any of you are worried, the website is clean. It's not functioning at a 100% now. But definitely um, almancini.net is where you're going to find a lot of this cool stuff. And, of course, follow me on Twitter at almancinivegas. Other than that, Scott, new book's coming out in about a week and a half. So we'll talk a bit about that, but planning is the parties. That- Planning the parties. We've got to get you on a guest list for one of these, man. Please do.
3: Will there be food and or drink?
2: It's a food and or drink book. You think that these people...
3: I, <laughs> I, I would love to attend.
2: Yeah, we'll be doing one at Geese of Savoie. We'll be doing one at the Stratosphere. I'm thinking looking at the guest list, you might have a little more fun at the one at the Stratosphere. But we'll talk about it, man.
3: Okay. You just, you just tell me where to go uh, in a nice way.
2: Instead of the way you normally me, I tell, I tell you where to go every week, and you don't listen, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, anyway, guys, like we said, we are going to talk about Lutefisk. That's L-U-T-E-F-I-S-K, if you're playing a spelling bee game at home and you were wondering what that was. We'll be chatting with some, some experts on the topic in just a minute, but first, some messages. And we're back at top of the food chain on the Vegas Video Network. And I am here with Dave and Christian of the Sons of Norway. Christian, you're a son of Norway? Daughter. Daughter? Is it Sons and Daughters of Norway?
0: <laughs> no, it's the official title is Sons of, sons Norway. of Norway. I kind of go along with it. I try to be a good sport.
2: Okay. So. you got you to get with the yeah, program. I <laughs> know.
0: It's I know. old school. You guys That's are old right. school over it's there, right? It's
2: old school. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, old world. Thank you guys for coming out, because um, the reason we have you here is you're having your annual Lutefisk dinner, and we're going to get into details on that. If anybody at home wants details, by the way, you can um, give Dave a call at 294-9911, 294-9911. We'll give that um, out again at the end of the program. But in the meantime, the big question, what the heck is Lutefisk?
0: Well, it's a um, cod. It's a white fish, and it's soaked in lye and dried and that's how the Norwegians prepare, or preserved it before refrigeration. And um, why do l- you,
1: luta means is lye yeah. and fisk, of course, is fish.
2: Right. Why do you need pr- refrigeration in Norway? Isn't it well, frozen there all the time? You could just all put it time. in your backyard?
0: Actually, well, a lot of places <laughs> there, but not all the time. It, it does get warm there in the summer. It can be you know, in the 80s in the summer and stuff. And I guess before they had fridges and freezers, so with how they had to do it. So, so
2: they preserve they it in lye. And I know a lot of people out there, you're going to think, you know, preserving something in lye, which is a poison, mm-hmm. really, <laughs> right. it might seem a little gross. But, you know, at the end of the day, I don't think people realize they use lye to make pretzels mm-hmm. and um, olives are preserved in lye. And if it's done properly, you're, you won't die.
0: Right. You will not right. die, right? Right. right? If
2: you eat it before it's cooked, you could die, I think. Like, yeah. it's pretty caustic.
0: It has to be prepared the right way. And in the old days, before now we get the fish and it's all ready to be cooked. But you had to, in the old days, you had to soak it in water and you had to change the water out constantly. And you could do that for up to 10 days, I think. And that
2: was to reduce the lye content. Yeah,
0: to get the lye out of it. And then you could, from there, you could like reconstitute it, maybe. Is what you would call it, and uh, thank God you for cook
2: refrigeration, it. people. I know <laughs> <laughs> you got to do, you gotta put the lie in the fish, take the lie yeah. out of the fish. A really uh, complex process. I mean, it uh, is time-consuming, and,
0: and that's how they used to do it. But when we get it, we get it from this fish company in Minneapolis, and it's already for us, so we don't have to go through that whole process. And the name
2: of the company—I think we have the website. If anybody's uh, looking for it, it's it very difficult <coughs> to get this. I think you said you can find it around the holidays mm-hmm. here in Vegas. It's
0: it's seasonal here. Um, I called Smiths. I know. I, people have gotten it from them in the past, and um, the guys said they don't have it right now, but they will have it for the holidays.
2: So, so if you if you are looking for it, I think we've got the website, it's um, Olsen in, um, where'd you say that was? Minneapolis. Minneapolis, mm-hmm. and you can order Ludafisk, there's the page right there. Wait and see what we say about it before you decide. Actually, I think they should go to your dinner if possible before they order up some of their own. Because it's a, describe the, I've heard it's, and this is strange because I've eaten just about everything. I've eaten lamb's brains and I've eaten pig's ears and I've eaten trotters and I've eaten, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff and livers and gizzards. And I've never had lutefisk, not because I'm afraid to try it, but because of the fact it's really difficult to find. Right. But I am told that it's a pretty challenging food to eat. It smells and it's gelatinous. I mean, am am I hearing the truth about this?
1: I would say not, totally. (laughs) Um, It's a love it or hate it kind of thing. And uh, there's even, I I just recently learned a a gender gap there, that uh, men over 60 are the primary lovers of Lutefisk. And uh, um, a lot of the women don't. Uh, It's become very much a joke. Um, it's, and I was trying to think of uh, other cultures where they have a, a, a main dish, if you will, a sign-cure kind of thing that's, that's dissed, it's not well, liked.
2: When I, I don't know if it's not liked, but when I went to Amsterdam... And you read, and this was 20 years ago, but what I read was about the, the herring brugee, right? A brugie's uh-huh. is just any kind of sandwich, but a herring brugee is supposed to be the, uh-huh. and I just, I went and I got one from somebody on the street and it was basically this hot dog bun uh-huh. with like raw herring in it. And at the time, my, I wasn't quite as adventurous right. with my palate, and I literally took one bite and ended up throwing the rest of it to a seagull over uh-huh. the canal, so is is lutefisk that kind of thing that people are like, well, I don't know. We,
0: we eat a lot of herring, too. Really? And I grew up on it. I've grown Um, to love herring. You know, yeah. Like, I'm from Wisconsin originally, and, you know, there's a lot of uh, Norwegians in Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Iowa. So we just ate some weird things that we didn't even know were kind of. Now I look back on it and I'm like, oh, I can't believe I ate that. But we ate a lot of herring when we were kids. Um, But my grandmother was from Oslo, and she came to the United States in 1924. And she hated lutefisk. She made it only one time that I can remember for us as kids, and it was horrible. <laughs> she boiled it in this pot of water, and it one end is thicker than the other, so the one end was not quite done. The other end was too done because it was thinner. And she never made it again after that. She took a lot of flack for it, but she didn't like it. But... Um, I eat it once a year, whether I like it or not, and
2: um, <laughs> a I'm Norwegian, <laughs> I have
0: I have to do it, you know, and I eat a little piece, and, and the secret is to pile on melted butter and salt and mm-hmm. pepper, and my husband, he puts mashed potatoes and mustard and all kinds of stuff at the same time that he eats it. Yeah. So this
1: it. is it's a good. lot like lobster, because its its main purpose is as a good foundation for butter or cream sauce. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and given that, I really don't think that there's much offensive about either the taste or the texture. Of the fish, but the smell gets mm-hmm. to a lot of people before they ever take the first portable. Right. Yeah, so the, if you go in, you can true. eat it like with yeah. your your yeah. fingers on your nose, yeah. and then maybe you yeah, like it a little more. Yeah,
0: it's not that bad, really. Yeah. you know, it's but not it's, that
2: bad. are really, not going to be hiring you no, for an ad it's, campaign. No, for it's not this, that bad.
0: I, <laughs> <this is> the,
2: <laughs> oh yeah, we got to show this vlog uh, oh, uh, up uh, here. Scott, can we can we there? A slogan there? Yeah. Lutefisk, just say no. And this is something yeah. that people in Norway or Norwegians well, believe.
1: <laughs> well, but here too. And and I mean, I have a real-life experience in my family. Uh, my sister up in Iowa puts on the most beautiful Christmas you'd ever imagine. Uh, and lots of family there. Uh, Lutefisk is one of the main things of Christmas Eve because that's what she and I grew up with. And a couple of years ago, one of the grandchildren, I think, said, Do I really have to eat this, Grandma Lynn? That's what I was going to ask. It seems like something that the older people in the family kind of force on the younger people. Yeah, kind of.
0: Anyway, she
1: she said, no, you don't have to eat it. And about five or six more of them immediately said, I don't want to either.
0: (laughs) I make my kids try a little of it, you know, just to sample it. But um, my grandma used to make it, or not my grandmother, actually my mother-in-law would make it. That would be their traditional Christmas Eve dinner and like like Dave said, that's what you had yeah. every Christmas Eve.
2: Well, if you are out there, and we haven't scared you away from eating it, because, no, seriously, I really want to try it. I really do, because...
0: It, it's good. It's not like I would say, you know, you're eating, like, a wonderful steak, or... I can't describe it. It is it is good, and like Dave said, the taste and the texture aren't that, aren't that bad, really. It's the smell sometimes, right. you know, that kind of so puts you off. If somebody
2: either orders it online, as we spoke about, mm-hmm. or if instead they, you know, get it at, at Smith's when mm-hmm. it's in season okay next what's up what do you do to, how do you cook it you know you got this well, block of
0: some, fishy thing right some people boil it but I we don't we don't do that so when we get it it's about this long it's a nice big cod filet and it looks just like any other kind of fish because all the lies already out of it and we just cut it in portions like maybe six to eight ounce pieces and we put it in a a pan that has like a um, grate or something on the bottom, and spray it really good with some type of non-stick uh, spray. And then we put the fish on there and brush a little melted butter. Put foil over it. Put it in the oven at like 350 for about 30 minutes, and you cu- it comes out and it's it's really good.
2: And does your kitchen smell like lye uh, for a while? No,
0: no. no. The Alex
2: no. say it does. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's how we make it, right. and
2: and then now serving it because Dave and I were chatting about this I think yesterday. You know, you talk about everything from p- putting sweets on it to putting potatoes mm-hmm. on it to meat. No, no sweets. That's there. less. Enough. Oh, okay. Sorry, no. I got that. Wrong. I got my
0: LaFayette Queen shirt on. Oh,
2: okay. Sorry. So. so um, you so you just basically serve it as as a side dish as something. No, that's
0: a, it's the main dish, and then
1: butter or butter and cream sauce. Butter and cream Put sauce. And
0: then, um, usually you serve it with maybe mashed potatoes, Uh, we serve it with red, little red potatoes, you can do um, peas and carrots. Um, We also, our saving grace is that we serve it with Norwegian meatballs. So if you don't like lutefisk, you definitely, you won't go away hungry.
2: I wanted to talk a bit about Norwegian meatballs. Everyone, of course, has heard of Swedish meatballs, mm-hmm. and why? ours are better. Yours are better. <laughs> <laughs> Norwegian meatballs, certainly nothing like an Italian meatball. I mean, Norwegian yeah. meatballs right, right. are—they're in a brown gravy, mm-hmm. kind of a beef broth. I think they usually, whatever, whenever I've seen recipes, it's had a lot of kind of cinnamon and allspice and those kind yep. of autumnal sort of yep. spices in the meatball yeah. itself, right?
0: That's right. Um, it's allspice or. Um, you know, like you just said, that kind of thing, and
2: so it's very hearty. Mm-hmm. I once had Swedish meatballs at the Swedish Swedish Embassy, and I had to say wow. they were very good. But, yeah, and um, that's
0: a white cream sauce, the usually on the Swedish meatballs. Had a brown sauce. Really? I yeah, it was actually the
2: Swedish consulate in New York, okay. not the embassy. But. well,
0: I've only had them with the cream sauce. Okay. Um, but. The, um, we serve it with a brown gravy right. and uh we make it with you know, are they
2: little tiny ones like the swedish ones or do you go big? Uh, no we size? try to do
0: smaller Small Yeah, smaller ones like um like toothpick a,
2: size that do you pick a, them up that a way a
0: little bit bigger a little okay. bit bigger than that but okay. definitely and then like my mother-in-law's recipe she puts a little um cream in it and in the meat when you mix it all up and the breadcrumbs and everything and so
2: so I want to talk, you know, just generally about um, Norwegian cuisine, about the country of Norway. I mean, we know it was cold, mm-hmm. and, and obviously you've got fish nearby, so that explains the lutefisk. Mm-hmm. And, and, of course, I guess you guys decided you want to get out of Norway, and then everyone moved to Minnesota, because that
1: was the coldest place they could find uh-huh. in America. Is yeah. that what happened? Well, mostly I think so. what happened with the immigration was um, that, <coughs> excuse me, uh, they ran out of land. And um, so the younger sons were hopping on any boat they could get and they'd come out. And uh, the upper Midwest, Wisconsin where her family's from, Northeast Iowa where mine is from, and Minnesota and the Dakotas were the same kind of land they were used to I guess, whatever, and it was available land at that time. Right. And uh, so um, actually Norway as a percent of the total population uh, that r- came to America ranked second only to Ireland, who ran out of potatoes.
2: Okay. <laughs> so you ran out of land, Ireland ran out of potatoes. I yeah. wanna talk a bit about you know, what, what defines Norwegian cuisine, but first we've mm-hmm. got a question in the chat room, Scott.
3: Yeah, there's a debate going on in the chat uh, whether or not you can prepare and or eat this on silverware versus stainless steel. Is there's
0: that a, a, ring a bell? actually there is something in in this cookbook that I have that you it can because of the lie I can't remember which let's see here.
2: That the lie would yeah hurt. it says
0: do not cook in aluminum vessels it will um, darken the okay, the, in the kettle aluminum, yeah but you
2: haven't heard anything about stainless steel versus silver. <sighs> And I would think
0: I would go stainless. I think I'd heard something about silver also. Said, yeah, yeah. To I, I think stainless yeah. well, is. I just it. That's what we use stainless um, hmm. pans and whatnot. Okay. But yeah.
2: Interesting. Yeah, wow. because
0: of the lie, I was reading in my Norwegian cookbook. It talks about that in here that because of the lie, it will darken silver and And yet,
1: like what is it doing to my intestinal tract? <laughs> Well, I really think...
0: It's like a uh, cleanse. Yeah. Is that what you call
1: it? I don't think you worry about it. I think that... uh, In fact, something I was reading yesterday, again, the the, the old men will eat two or three pounds of that at a sitting. And... uh, But keep in mind what uh, Christian already said. Nowadays, you'd be crazy to try to prepare the fish, the cod, yourself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I remember my grandmother doing it on the back porch. It would take a week or 10 days to get mm-hmm. in a bucket to get that ready to, to, to cook. Nowadays, you just call up Olson Fish Company or whoever you like. All right. And we're not sponsored by them. No. They just happen to be yeah. one of the best in the country. Um, and they do mostly serve dinners like our event that's coming up, so I think you have to buy it in, is it five or ten pound increments? increment? I'm not
0: sure, but probably, but yeah.
1: Five pounds wouldn't be too much. Scott, I'm going to ask
2: you to pull up a picture because we've been talking about that, but before that, I have a question just about our chat room there. Who on our chat room is eating with real silver? Which of, uh, well, which of our many friends pulls out the good silver for yeah, a typical we dinner? We have a very high-class chat room. Oh, apparently, like, I didn't know. I'm shocked wow. that you would even have. They don't invite <laughs> me over to their place, man. It's usually plastic when one of them invites me over. Shannon, I apologize <laughs> on Al's behalf for that rude comment. I, do, do we have that picture though of Ludafus so we can show people? Have we thrown it up there yet? Yeah, Sorry. There we go. Okay, this is um, Ludafisk, And by the way, I got this. Um, it's a common license. A guy named oh. Adam D over at um, Flickr. So got to give credit where credit is due. But this was from Norway, I'm guessing, kind yeah. of market, right? This so, is it raw. Unprepared. Yeah, it is.
0: And in this picture, it's actually cut up already, like I was saying, how you cut it in little sections. Because normally we get it in a big, just like the fish. It's like this big. Right. You know? But. Um,
2: so what defines, Nor- other than lutefisk, which apparently no one in Norway really likes, and um, what really defines Norwegian cuisine? What what are the the factors well, the ingredients that that you know you have a lot of there and that have made it into Norwegian
0: cuisine? Um, a lot of cheeses. Um, they had goats and cows. Um, comfort food. Comfort food. <laughs> potatoes. And speaking of
2: cheeses, I mean we've got Jarls- Jarlsberg.
0: Jarlsberg is, is the you know, the premier. Classer. From your, Norwegian cheese,
2: and it's got holes in it. You uh-huh. guys are always competing with the, the, <laughs> the Swiss, Swiss or yeah. Swedish, yeah. or somebody yeah. up there. <laughs> That's
0: really good. It has a like a very nutty flavor, yep. yeah, and an uh, we do well. serve it on like little thin crackers and with mustards, and you right. can serve it with herring again. And when we were kids, we'd have cheese trays with, and then the other cheese is a, a dark cheese, and my grandmother used to. Um, make that for me as a kid when I'd stay okay, overnight open with her. Okay, this and we can actually Just, see the color yeah. or. It's sweet, <laughs> and there's no taste. sugar added. It's all natural, like caramelization. It's
1: almost like and, candy.
0: And uh, it's very good, and my grandmother, when I'd stay with her, she would make me toast and put this on it. And um, it, this is definitely a comfort okay, food this for me. Is, yeah, this <laughs> I've
2: never had. It's <laughs> very sorry. good. What's the name of the cheese again?
0: Gilgos.
2: Gilgos. It's
0: made with goat cheese and it's cooked and it's like caramelized almost.
2: G.J. E.T.O.S. E-T-O yes. Yay-tos. Okay, so yeah, if we're looking at this, I mean, really, it almost looks like a, a chunk of caramel there. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I am a huge it's cheese good. fan, Solicit so I have. Slice very
1: as yeah. as you can.
0: Now, Dave happened to get this at Albertsons, but I know Whole Foods has it also. Okay. I so bought it here there.
1: Here we go. Yeah,
2: mm. yeah it's simultaneously sharp and sweet at the mm-hmm. same. It's got sharp notes yeah. and sweet nodes both at the same time. Yeah.
0: I mean,
1: uh, it's usually done on a cracker or something like that, and yeah, I gave it to my gave it to my ten-year-old daughter a little while ago, and oh no.
0: <laughs> a lot of, but a lot of Norwegian kids like it. They, it's kind of a staple for little Norwegian children for okay. breakfast and stuff, snacks. Um, another good thing is lingonberries, which we brought a jar too. A lot of the berries um, which grow in the mountain trees and you the know, north
1: part of the north They part. made oh, now lingon- how weak I am.
0: Lingonberries. This is another. This is another good thing um, that we like to eat with our lutefisk. I do. Hey, Scott, are you strong
3: I, enough to open this? For we'll, me? <laughs> give it a shot. Hold it on top of it, one then. of the
2: cameras. And.
0: You need to eat some lutefisk and. You get big and both. strong, yeah. big strong Norwegian man.
2: <laughs> oh, Scott, there. you are a stud. Thank you. Okay, so these
0: are lingonberries. They're a very small, little tart berry. And um this again we serve with our Norwegian meatballs um just put a little bit of that fish. up
2: there it's just mm, yum. It's That's good. not a little bit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> mm.
2: And that would go great with cheese. Mhm. Cheese and lingonberries. Meat, yeah. Fish yeah. Toast um,
0: or whatever. Toast, yeah. Lingon this says it's
2: a Danish spread.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Well, the Danish, <laughs> it's, but they got the berries from northern from Norway. Norway. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. We we couldn't we couldn't find any Norwegian to bring you but right. that's um, what
2: they eat so no, i don't know of any norwegian restaurants here in las vegas are you guys aware of any
1: <laughs> no i've been doing uh spending the, the last day or so looking to find norwegian restaurants because i told you there weren't very right. many around and i i looked at new york which is the restaurant capital of america i suppose and i found with norwegian and restaurant i found 20 were listed really and 15 Fifteen of them were only listed because they sell Norwegian salmon, or that's one of the <laughs> okay. Okay. That left us with five, three of which are with one chain, which is chef. Uh, and then there was an, one called Akavit and one called Hakans Hall. He was the, sort of the founding king of Norway. Wow. So that's so in New York City. Not, yeah. That's in New York City. What about city? if you
2: go to Minnesota? Are you going to find a lot of
1: Norwegian because restaurants? Because that is sort of the, yeah, the biggest city in, in the heart of the Norwegian area, you'll find there's a I, fair number, but most of them yeah, are just little delis little, and
0: stuff. I There's one in Wisconsin when I went to college, um, I drive by all the time coming back and forth, and it's in Osseo, Wisconsin, and it's called the Norsky Nook.
3: And it's this little farm lady that that. took
0: it over and totally turned this restaurant around and she has all kinds of homemade Norwegian food, pies, coffees. It's phenomenal. You
2: know, see... As a foodie, that makes me wanna to go to Osseo, Wisconsin, but I can't imagine what else I would do when I got there after I <laughs> ate at that place.
0: Well, And I'm guessing there
2: aren't a lot of people that look like me in Osseo,
0: Wisconsin. They'd love you. They?
1: <laughs>
2: Scott, do we have another
1: question?
3: Well, but. Nate wants to know why are there not many uh, Norwegian restaurants? Is it a acquired taste problem? I mean, what's the, what's the reason behind it? I think it's a
1: personality problem. The, the, the food is comfort food, like I said. Uh, but you know, if meatballs are something, or a fish, is something, cheeses, there's, it's not like Italian food, which, oh, yeah, yeah. everybody's got right. their Italian food. So just not a familiarity True. aspect. True. But, Very you know, again, specific. I've got a friend who
2: opened a Bulgarian restaurant that's doing quite well here, and you wouldn't yeah. have expected that. True. You never know. Maybe we could go into
0: business that's, together. Yeah. yeah. And, oh, and okay. there are a lot of Norwegians here.
2: Are there? Yeah, we've Las met, we've met a quite population. a few.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um,
2: You said the magic word in the name of a restaurant, Aquavit. Yeah. We like to talk about alcohol on this show, don't we, Scott? (laughs) Yes, sir. This, my friends, is the national drink of Norway, Aquavit. Mm -hmm. It's actually, as I understand it, and please correct me if I'm wrong, Aquavit is drank throughout Scandinavia. Um, Mm -hmm. You can find it in other countries. It's distilled very much originally like a vodka. It can be made from any grain, potatoes. But then they add herbs to it during uh-huh. the
0: process, right? Yes. This, If you open this and smell it, it smells just like caraway seed. It's got a very distinct oh, wow, smell. Oh, yeah. And we had a full uh,
1: bottle, but Scott
2: uh, but got them. at it. He,
0: That's yeah, what happens yeah. around here.
1: He uh, brought the rest of the
2: Vegas Video <laughs> Network crowd down here. And <laughs>
0: <laughs> this, is, this is my private stock from home, and um, we keep it in the freezer. So it's nice and chilled when you drink it
2: and it still is a little chilly yeah I'm gonna have some but and then I want to talk about the fact that this is light yeah I which is really cool because a friend of mine introduced this to me after um he had moved to Norway he brought really? some back this is the good stuff yes <laughs> David you're not having any or are you yeah, I'm sure I'll have okay, Just a you little go.
0: shot for me this helps the lutefisk go down does like it? Spoon, <laughs> spoonful of sugar. Mm. <laughs> That's what
2: people need, something to help the lutefisk go down. Thank <laughs> you. Okay, and we've got all our Norway cups. Lutefisk, yep. just say no. Norwegian and good-looking, oh, where will it end? And oofda what's oofda
1: oofda is one of the, the most common... It's not a cuss word, but what expletive. Oh great, Scott. Yeah. Uh, you're
2: gonna have to edit that
0: yeah.
1: out. Now. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't mean anything like, nasty. <laughs>
0: oofta, like oh my gosh. Well you know, oofta, like, people. We're yeah. actually you're supposed to say skull.
1: Skull? Skull. Skull. Yeah, yeah. skull. Of course, yeah. Skull. And uh, if it's a real oofta, then you uh, say fida.
2: <laughs> oh, that's good. Really good. I mean the caraway waste yeah. just really comes through. Yeah. It's got a little bit of a burn on it, but not a lot. Right. So, yeah, now the great thing, and I'm going to ask you to explain it. There is a boat on the cover of this, so I think Mm -hmm. what I've heard may be correct. Can we see the boat, the virus in there? But what my buddy told me when he came back from Norway with some of this is that Norwegian Aquavit, which is the Line Aquavit, is actually, after they're finished with it, they put it on a boat, and they, they sail the boat from Norway to Australia and back
0: That's right. with
2: the giant casks of the Aqua V mm-hmm. on board because the thought process is, as it passes the equator twice and goes from cold to warm to cold and back, and the casks roll around, that the changing temperature and the swishing of the boat add to the flavor. They help it get more flavor out of the cask. Have I been misinformed? Exa- no, or is that ex- the-
0: exactly, exactly. And then the wood cask also. It's almost like putting wine in an oak barrel. You know, you're going to pick up hints of different things from your wood in the barrel. Right, too. which all
2: whiskeys yeah. you know, generally mm-hmm. use. Do you but, know what kind
0: of casks they use? I think it might say on there. Um,
2: I'll take a quick look. The Portuguese do that with yeah, their And uh, famous and unique uh, voyage around the world. That's okay. We'll look it up. Yeah, <laughs> it's very. I small did. I did people. read.
0: <laughs> I did read somewhere what type of barrels, but I can't recall yeah. now. And but.
2: I know that there's it, the coloring will come out differently depending on mm-hmm. how young or how old the barrels are. Um, you know, the the older barrels, I guess you get less coloring. It becomes right. a little closer to right. clear. Right. Right. Um, so all that V, my friends, definitely try that. Like I said, this wouldn't be um, top of the food chain if we were not talking booze. <laughs> I want to get back to a bit more food, but explain to me about your event, because you're actually the um, the Henderson Boulder Correct. Um, Division or right. Lodge That's of right. Sons of Norway. You do the Ludafisk event once a year, which you do now in November, and mm-hmm. then you have a sister lodge here in Las Vegas? Right. Yes. Um, Vegas Vegas, okay. And, and
0: we're called the Desert Troll Lodge. We're the Boulder City- Desert troll? Troll, like okay. a little troll. Okay. Okay. Um, and yes, our sister lodge is Vegas Vikings. They get to be
2: Vikings and you get to be trolls. Yeah. That doesn't seem fair. Well, <laughs> they were
1: the paranoid
0: They were here first. So, oh, um, so well, we, yeah. So, eight
2: or nine years ago, we, we yeah. so they And they do theirs, I think, in January, right?
0: Yes, January or February. Well,
2: yeah. forget theirs. Let's talk okay. about yours. What's the event generally like? Where is it held? Well, and what do we expect if we go to
0: it? It's going to be this Saturday, which is the 5th.
2: You're almost sold out, right? Yeah, we yeah. are almost sold out. So Last year, hurry people we, if you we could make room for yeah. you. Uh, okay.
0: Yeah, we'll make room for you.
2: This Saturday I may have to be at a food truck festival, but I'm going to oh, see if I can okay. sneak out and get out to your um,
0: thing, too. Yeah, actually last year we sold out two, um, which is great. Um, and it starts at, doors open at four, we have Aquavit for sale, we um, have, with the purchase of a ticket, you get Glog, which is a hot mulled wine that we make. Um, is that
2: another traditional Norwegian?
0: You know, it's a European tradition. Okay. I wouldn't say it's just Norwegian, but that's something we like to serve.
2: Okay, and then the setup, and, um, is it just big?
0: It's at the Elks Lodge okay. in Boulder. you big lodge um, tables. You're and set you up Elks. at long tables. Yep. It's all decorated, really cute. We have little trolls on the table. And you know, <laughs> we have entertainment. Our president, Rolf Johnstead, um, does all the, he's like the MC and he does, we have entertainment, piano playing.
1: a uh, Great singer. Yeah. Really. We Norwegian bring, songs?
0: Um, some, oh, some, really? yeah, some. and then And we bring the food out. What's the general group?
2: I mean, is it um, Norwegian expatriates, people of Norwegian descent, or people that just want to try this crazy food? they've? Well, mostly,
1: and there's a lot of mixed marriages now, as you can imagine, (laughs) but there's uh, Can't keep yeah, that bloodline pure yeah, anymore. But. Very That's much. Right. You know, I'm an Iowa Norwegian married to a, a Spanish lady. Uh, she's uh, unusual, in that both her and her husband are.
0: My husband's um, name is Olaf. Oh,
1: <laughs> gives you a clue. So he's wow. real.
0: Yeah, we're both Norwegian. Yeah. But
1: and, they are. They have. But there are a lot of from, people
2: like myself who might just be foodies that we, want to try this thing that they've heard about. I mean, we do. Yeah.
0: We do. But I think primarily it's. Before I was in this lodge, I went to the other lodge's event, and we'd take our kids. And it, I think a lot of us feel it's important to pass on our heritage to our kids. Mm-hmm. And Even if they don't like it. That's, yeah. Well, there's there's a lot of Stop. other good foods. We have homemade cookies, and, you know, there's a lot of other really good foods at this event, too. But um, I think it's kind of the camaraderie, and that's the, the Norwegians are really into camaraderie and sharing a, yeah. a shot of aquavit. and. Right. You know at Christmas getting together and dancing around the Christmas tree and and just passing on the traditions to your kids and and just a lot of Midwesterners get together at the dinner and just kind of swap that's really stories what, how and, I
1: think of it is, is you know if you're at a table with a half a dozen strangers you introduce yourself and this guy's from South Dakota, and this lady's from Minnesota. Right. And so
2: just a good yeah. ethnic food festival, yeah. just like yep. people enjoy the Greek food festival mm-hmm. here in town, and all the other ones. Yep. It sounds like a lot of fun. Um, I'm really going to try to get out there. I, I do have this event that I'm committed to already on Saturday, but I'm going to try. If not, I'll see you at the January one. Though you come, right? You come yeah. to this we'll one. January. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. But you know, we but in the meantime, if you guys want to know anything more about Sons of Norway or about this event in particular, um, you can call Dave. His phone number is um, 294-9911. Again, that's 702 area code for those of you watching all over the rest of the country. <laughs> 702-294-9911. I'm sorry, guys. We are out of time. I've <laughs> had so much fun, though. I really oh. want to try this stuff. It, it sounds it sounds strange, but it sounds like I'm going to like it. But thank you guys thank so much you. for coming down. Thanks thank you. For really yeah. Yeah. Thank you for inviting us. Thank you. Everyone out there, again, check out um, the... <laughs> the Lutefisk dinner this Saturday if you want to go out to Boulder City. It should be a ton of fun. In the meantime, um, just to keep you up to date on what I have going on, I, there's a big food truck conference going on also on Saturday at South Point. I don't think they will have any Lutefisk there, but um, <laughs> you never know. How about a Lutefisk food truck? You <laughs> yeah, guys should that, think about that. That
0: might be the way to go. go. Instead of uh, the restaurant, just have yeah. it moving Thinking around.
2: forward. Let's get forward there thinking. You go. But that's going to be out at South Point on Saturday. I'll be out there. If you're there, come by and say howdy. As I told you, my new book, Eating Las Vegas, The 50 Essential Restaurants, the 2012 edition, comes out on November 14th. I just checked. It is up for pre-sale on Amazon right now, so just go to Amazon and run a search or go to shoplva.com. In the meantime, I will be back next week with something. I don't know if I can come up with something as obscure as Ludifus, but (laughs) I will be trying. I'll catch you guys later.